0: This week in Maroon and Bold, the guys will discuss the CMU football team's chances against MSU, the volleyball team's current losing streak, and the uh, field hockey season so far. What's up, everybody? We're back with another edition of Maroon and Bold. I'm CM Life Sports Editor Dylan Getz here with beat writer Evan Petzold and Andy McDonald. How you guys doing today? Another day, another dollar. Talking sports, can't complain yeah how about you Evan
1: you know really excited for this game on Saturday for Central Michigan against Michigan State excited to see how the Chippewas can come out you know they they look at it like it's a rivalry so hopefully they're able to you know take their talk and put it on the field and we'll see how they do looking forward to it huh
0: yeah it's been a it's been an all right week I mean I don't know about you guys I've I've had a pretty good week but it's finally kind of finally the weekend and yeah, I'm ready. for I'm it. thankful because yeah, run on run on low sleep. You know, I got an energy drink right on my side. You I know? feel you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, this is the fourth maroon bowl of the semester. We're going to be talking some football, some volleyball, and some field hockey. So far, um, all three losing teams. Isn't that the life of the CMU student? Right? Yeah, it seems. Yeah, to it's right? just <laughs> uh it's rough. I mean, hey, we can't complain, right? We're we're here for the education. We are. That's we are. why we mm-hmm. came right? Get that degree. Right. Hey. C's get degrees. Might have to start calling me Academic Andy. That <laughs> might be the new nickname. Instead
2: of Baseball Andy? Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, <laughs> underscore Baseball Andy, uh, two, three.
2: A, a wise man named Andrew Sermo once told me to change that off my Twitter, and that was probably the smartest move. Yeah, best
0: thing you've ever done, right? All <laughs> yeah. the honeys are like, who's Baseball Andy? Yeah, I don't know. See, that was the good part, but
2: now we're left in the dust.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, anyway, uh, this week, uh, CMU football is taking on Michigan State. Pretty big one. I mean, their biggest game this year, no doubt. Uh, look, these two teams got some history. A lot of the guys that were recruited by CMU are are from the state of Michigan, so they might have hoped that they were going to be recruited in high school for Michigan State. They they weren't. Uh, most of them weren't for the most part. Uh, and in two thousand nine c m u actually actually went on and and, and they beat m s u nobody expected it uh but c m u has three wins in 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 the all time series to michigan states seven um this game isn't one that m s u should be just kind of looking over um Evan tell me a little bit more about about your two thousand nine story that you wrote this week it was it was amazing i it's some great reporting. But uh, take me through your conversation with uh, with Aguila, uh, the game-winning field goal kicker, and with some of those guys who who took part in that 2009 game where they won uh, and beat MSU in East Lansing.
1: Yeah, talking to some of those guys, you know, like Andrew Aguila and Brian Anderson, a receiver, and, and Dan Lafever. you know, talked a little bit as well. They kind of broke it down, and they said kind of from the get-go, you know, it was Thursday, September 10th, it was kind of... You know they were wrapping up the week of practice, getting ready to to head to East Lansing for the game, and head coach Butch Jones he kept giving this team the team a series of David and Goliath speeches, you know, saying that Central Michigan was David, Michigan State was Goliath, and in the locker room, you had guys like Lefevre, Anderson, and, and Antonio Brown, who everybody now knows is you know, I guess it's I don't know if you could say arguably, but I mean I would say he's the best you know wide receiver in the best NFL, best wide receiver yeah. in the
0: NFL, even though he is one of the uh, most temperament. Yeah. In the NFL. Yeah. He's a pretty <laughs> iffy guy, but hey, he's good. He's yeah, A-B. but I mean, but
1: anyway, those guys kind of all looked at each other and they shook their heads and they didn't see themselves as the David in the situation, rightfully so, as you know, they did have you know, anywhere from you know, eight to, to 11 guys on that team at, at some point, you know, go on to play in the NFL, whether that was practice squad or you know, it was on an active roster. Right. And I mean, basically. Aguila hits a 31-yard field goal, and then you know Lafeever throws this you know six-yard touchdown pass to Antonio Brown for his first score of the game, and that gave CMU a 13-10 lead. And basically, you know Michigan State heading into the fourth quarter, right after you know a touchdown you know by the Spartans, they go into the fourth with a 20 to 13 lead, and Dan Lafeever and Kirk Cousins go back and forth to open the fourth. Lafeever, it was a 12-yard strike taquito pobla and then cousins response with a seven yard touchdown pass to bj cunningham and on the sidelines you know andrew aguila his holder brett hartman was standing over there and he was saying you know wouldn't it be so cool if it came down to a field goal and he was kind of laughing about it and aguila being a a veteran (laughs) on the team a guy that has made that made a lot of big kicks you know before the moment and then also made you know big kicks after as well he he was a big time player for them he kind (laughs) of said you know chill out like that actually might happen and it did It, it came down to it you know it was 27-20, Lefevre <laughs> delivered, threw up a ball in the left corner, Paris caught and pulls it down for an 11-yard score, failed two-point conversion, brings a wheel on for this onside kick, and his whole his whole thought process was, all right, I'm going to kick it, and it's going to go bounce, bounce, and then it's going to hop, and that's what he wanted to do before the kick, and he went out there, and he controlled his breathing and got everything under control. And he kicked the ball, and it went bounce, bounce, and it hopped over diving Michigan State defender Blair White, and right into the arms of Brian Anderson, a receiver who was lined up on the on the far, the furthest most oh, left side of the field. Caught the ball, and you know they they throw three straight completions, and then Aguila's back out there again for a field goal, and that was it. I mean that was that was the game win right there. And it wasn't even well. Here's the funny thing though too is people don't understand that that wasn't his first field goal opportunity of that. You know, that play, the The first one yeah, that... got absolutely blocked, but it was right after a timeout. The second one went wide left, but Mark D'Antonio, Michigan State's head coach, called the timeout right before the ball was snapped. So that, and it, excuse me, it jumped off sides right before the ball was snapped and moved up five yards and got a little bit closer. And then he just barely put it through uh right inside the left post and and that won him the game it was yeah, it was watched, pretty crazy
2: he watched that kick it, it didn't even like angle man it didn't it even went, look good it went straight where he kicked it and it just got locked he said he said through. that he yeah. was so
1: scared he said that he saw that kick and normally his kick would you know stay left and then they curve back right you know like you see most like you yeah. see most kickers yeah. do and he said it never went right and nope. it just stayed left <laughs> just kept going and you know eventually it went through and i guess the rest is, is history yeah i mean there's
0: so many different like Awesome, just like super cool stories that happened that day. I mean, you you go from missing, well, getting blocked on the first kick attempt to win the game, right? Pretty much. So like, this kicker had to take the game winning field goal three times, and then offsides, like, and then the Michigan offsides, like, that's just by chance. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like I bet that guy who jumped offside, he really hates himself, but yeah, <laughs> or in the moment, I mean, he's over yeah. it now, but but like, that's just incredible. I mean. Who knows if he would have made the block kick, but wow, like, that's, I don't know.
1: There's a lot of other cool things in there, too. I mean,
0: with, with Butch Jones <laughs> carrying crazy. his dad's patient bracelet when
1: he passed away, um, yeah. you know, just the summer before the season, and then even looking into what these guys are doing now, I mean... It it's kind of crazy. Brian Anderson, he, you know, does like heart surgery and like that's right. just that's just what he does. Andrew Aguila, he works with cancer patients. You know, Damla Lefever, he played, you know, professionally from two thousand ten to, to twenty seventeen right. and Antonio uh, that, Brown, you know his story. It's just crazy to hear how all these guys have kind of, you know, shaped their lives, but they still remember that, that moment. One
0: one of my favorite parts of that story was at the end, uh, on the online version when um I believe it was Aguila mm-hmm. who, who met. I, I'm not sure on the on the exact who, who the well, guy it was, was. It was. It was a Michigan it was his State co-worker's State.
1: husband. It was his, it was his co-worker's husband He yeah. was a Michigan State graduate, and they they yeah. sat down to watch the game in 2012. Yeah. And the screen flashed the highlights from 2009, and Aguila said that he was at the game, and, and his his buddy Kyle Cooley was like, you know, I was watching it on TV. Where were you? And Aguila responds with, yeah, No, I like I was like, playing in the game. Yeah. and Then you know the obvious question. Well, what position? And Kicker and then you know so that Damn, was that you. was you. Yeah. <laughs> like that's basically <laughs> Dude, how it ended. I
0: mean, I just thought that was so cool. Like that that's was just awesome. the coolest thing. You know, like you never would have expected that. Mm-hmm. And and yeah. uh it was kind of funny how he it seemed like in the quotes, it seemed like he was kind of reluctant to say, you know, he it first was, he just actually. said he just said, Oh, I was there. Yeah and then and then he goes, Oh no, 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 I was on the field. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, I'm the kicker. Yeah, you I know, made like that <laughs> kick. It was it was interesting too. I asked him about that and I said, you know, why why did he not know? And he just said, "You know, people that are in California—that's where he's at, now working. Right. They don't know you don't what Central Michigan University is. The Central Michigan quarterback at that time. Have a, if you live there, compared to a exactly. kicker, yeah. you're not gonna know the kicker's name. So he, I yeah. so, and, to know and also, that. like those were a lot of like personal, special moments for him, and he kept mm. that really close to his heart, and that's why he didn't really tell people that. Yeah. But I really. guess when it came up and your highlights show up, you got to say something, though. Right. I mean, like you, when you're when right your there, highlights,
0: yeah, when your highlights yeah. are scrolling through as fan, you better not, you better not be too humble.
2: Yeah, all right? No, but you, I mean, you guys talk about that and how that was a big win at that time. Now you're talking about if CMU were to go this weekend and beat a team there that's ranked number 24 in the country. They're a team coming into the season that some people were going to, you know, think to be good enough to maybe make the college football playoff. And you got a CMU team that's one in three. I mean not to compare the two, I'm just saying, how how big would it be to get a
0: win this weekend? Jesus, I mean, it would be a it would be like a dang miracle. You're talking <laughs> about a team that has
2: no confidence in and CMU. No, I mean, no, they no, don't no. have confidence, no matter what they want to say. They, I think of that offense is completely out of whack. They don't really know where they're at right now. If you can come out and beat a team like Michigan State this weekend, I mean, just how much how much confidence does that give your be, team going it forward? Be, it would
0: just be insane. Like it would, it would actually be like honestly. When you look back on it, like that CMU team was loaded mm-hmm. for the MAC. Yeah, you. I mean, they had ta- loaded, just loaded. It was probably one of the best CMU teams ever. Yep, uh, other than I you would know, definitely like, agree with that. Like <laughs> the ones that you know, like for example, like, that compares to the one that won the D two National Championship mm-hmm. back in the day. So, I mean, that team was loaded, and they they outplayed them. They had over a hundred more, you know, yeah. offensive yards. I mean, there's just no scenario where you can see CMU just coming you know, out and being like just coming out that. and just totally, you know, outplaying them. No way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just like not
2: if that happens everything I know is
0: wrong. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's just kind of inconceivable, but you know, there's just there's this thing, man. Everybody thought that OSU was just going to smack the living heck out of us too and, you know, and then there's a miracle at the end exactly. of the Exactly. Sometimes things happen. It's just crazy like, I don't know, with CMU man, like Marcus Keane, like there's just so yeah, many stuff different like, like you know, I've different been, like things that get you know, like CMU on a national stage where, you know, like maybe it's not the best team or, you know, it's just like special moments, you know? Yeah.
2: We, we, we've talked about it and that, you know, they have to like, they have to stay in this game to the third quarter or something like that. You know, you could, you could be in the game down by seven points. And that's when, you know, guys like time Lazaro, who is, you know, new to the starting quarterback position and guys like maybe Jonathan Ward, who haven't been doing enough this season, those guys might start to get confidence in themselves; they could actually win this mm-hmm. game, and that's that's when you don't know what can really happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you get to the situation like that against a team like Michigan State, you have to be able to hang at least until the third quarter, and and then capitalize. Mm-hmm. You don't have to capitalize early. I mean, you you can stay close and you can, you know, stay a touchdown or two behind. But if you, as long as your two scores down by that third fourth quarter time. I mean, in an in interception, you know, right right in your side of, right in your side of territory mm-hmm. and you, you can score a quick touchdown and you're down seven, That that just makes everything so much different. So I think you've got to stay down by at least at least fourteen. Just hang, hang, hang yeah. for as long as you can. And create turnovers. Yeah, and is yeah, known that. for turning the ball over late in games mm-hmm. and giving other team chances. So if, if they're gonna do it, that's how they that's how they gotta yeah. get it they're done. They're gonna have to
0: rely on that defense for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, just with the fact that Lazaro, I mean, he had his his first full full game last week against Maine. Uh, he, he wasn't shocking anybody. It was just kind of like 82 yards average, average to be low average, like Mac QB play. Yep. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything special. Um, but Jonathan Ward's got to get going. Well, well He's and, just got to get going. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and Andy, I know that we've talked about a lot about too. And, and Dylan, I know we have have as well a little bit here on the podcast in, in the past, but this team likes to play really conservative and in a situation like this against a team like this, in Michigan State, what what do you really have to lose? And and I know that Andy, you and I have talked about that that a lot. But I mean, do you pull out the trick plays? Do you You're Do 29 you twenty nine and a
2: half point dogs? Do you Do you pull dogs. out the
1: trick plays? Do you toss the ball back? Do you pitch it to Jonathan Ward and let him throw? Is that a good idea? You think? I mean, I,
2: <laughs> I mean, he's got to start using his legs a little bit more first before he before he starts worrying about throwing the ball. But once that happens, then maybe yes, he could. He can throw it.
1: I mean, I like that. I, I like that it. aspect, though. I like the aspect of the trick play, though. I mean, I really, I don't care who it goes to. It doesn't have to be Jonathan Ward, but... I mean, you're telling me that a guy like Brandon Childers can't throw. or What about Tony Poljan using him as a wide receiver and that's the kind some of thing that would be. Yeah. I mean,
2: not that they wouldn't maybe like you know practice for that a little bit. Say that you know they might throw this kind of a play there. Practice, you but, thought his throw. He had. Oh my gosh, that one of the, in the mm, in the corner. That just was the most beautiful pass. Seriously, we both looked at each other and you know Evan and I kind of joked
1: like quarterback controversy.
2: he I mean, was a to really Tony good throw though. Like, so he,
1: I mean, he can still throw the ball being a backup can. quarterback.
2: It's, it's not like he can't. He's not
1: consistent, but he can still throw the ball and become be semi
2: accurate. So I don't see why. I mean, if you. Give this guy a trick play, and he catches a screen behind a blocker, and he got a wide open wide receiver downfield because Michigan State didn't read it right. It's not like he's gonna miss that pass. Yeah, yeah. You, like, that's
1: pretty you'll much what you're to saying. You yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. put him in a wildcat position, and what do you expect him to do? Run the ball, right? Why yeah. not let him, you know, take the snap, roll out, and and chuck one up there? That basically, it's going to catch defense off basically guard. Basically, what we're
2: getting at right now is there's those kind of options on the table. They need to use them. They need but to use really different to? plays. I, you know, I don't know. You this know, is the kind no, of game where you know, Amigo has shocked me before. You know, I remember sitting in the booth last year when they were playing against Western Michigan. I did not expect that onside kick that early in the second half, but they did it. They got it, and it it helped. That's how they got back in that game. That's the kind of stuff you might see against a team like Michigan State. Because you know, he's a special teams kind of guy. I wouldn't be expect I wouldn't be surprised to see those kind of plays either, like a fake punt. On like that. kick to start yeah. the game. That that kind of thing. <laughs>
0: that'd be that nuts. That, that'd be nuts though, that's how you win games not? like
2: that. That's how you win games against bigger no, opponents. I think
0: I think the problem is though, like for CMU, they're gonna pull these they're gonna pull these plays out and they're gonna start trying some trickery and stuff, but it's gonna be too late. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna play mm-hmm. conservative, they're gonna dig themselves in a big hole. That's what you can't. Yeah, yeah. you'll be down. You know, down yeah. 28 no, you down twenty eight before you blink. Like you know, and and this conversation is great and all, but I can I like that. I I bet they will. They will try some things, but it's gonna be too late. You can't come out flat. You can't you know, come yeah, out and get,
2: just let Michigan State run all over you. Yeah, you, you exactly.
0: Can. You gotta. I mean, you gotta find your edge. You exactly. Know? They uh, have you, to take advantage of.
2: You know, early place because sometimes other teams come out slow too. Yeah, that's when CMU is. If you ask me, the, if they can win the first quarter, they're going to start themselves off on the right foot. Exactly. And, nobody,
0: and, and nobody's expecting anything from CMU. I mean, the the line opened at negative twenty seven. Now it's 29. It just keeps. Yesterday going. it was twenty eight and, <laughs> and a half. Yeah. It just it was keeps just, moving. <laughs> I mean, good good God, by kick time it might be might be thirty. But I mean, they got it. They, this is going to be a tough one. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um they can't fall back too far. Like like Evan said, I I definitely agree with what he said. Uh, you know they have to uh, stick around and rely on that defense a little bit, especially late in the game. They're gonna have to rely mean, on that defense, defense in every game. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. I I mean this is you know they they're gonna have to rely on them pretty well. I obviously since this this is like the biggest game of the season for them, and and uh, we'll see we'll see if they pull something off. Noon at uh, East Lansing, Andy. Score prediction.
2: Score prediction this week. Uh, I said it earlier on another thing I was talking on. I, I said 35 to 20 um, was what my score prediction is going to be with Michigan State getting the win. So I think CMU hangs around for a while, but Michigan State just too much. Yeah, it's Mich- just... it, it's hard. They could easily prove me wrong, but CMU just the, the, there's not the talent in this team to go in and win a road game like that against a power five
0: opponent. Exactly. In my opinion, what, what do you think, Evan, for a uh, score prediction? I, I think you know before giving the score
1: prediction, you know you want to talk about. A way that Central Michigan can win this game, and I talked about it multiple times. And I think you got to check a couple boxes off. You have to force multiple turnovers in the fourth quarter. Jonathan Ward's got to go for at least 125 yards and two touchdowns. Tommy Lazaro has to be able to beat the defense of Michigan State with his feet right. and his arm. And then also, CMU they got to score first. They got to get on the board and you know really put that exclamation mark forward. But
2: take the confidence out of Michigan State.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if I had to go with the prediction though. I would say 3814.
0: 3814, I would 14. say. Okay. Yeah, I mean that I'm glad you mentioned that uh, about uh, Lazaro having to not only pass the ball but run the ball too. That's something I've been um impressed by him. You know, I didn't think he could run the ball that well. And you know, he's quick. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. he runs the ball. I they're using that same offense, so obviously there's a lot of design runs um for Poljan, but you know, he 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 does just as well, you know, if if not um you know, even though he can't fall for three yards, yeah. Uh, but he he's really he can run the ball too, and that's something that I did not see coming. You know, so. Um. Anyway, moving on, we're gonna talk a, a little bit of volleyball and then field hockey. Uh, volleyball is this season they are three and eleven. Um, <laughs> but conference play just started. Only zero and two in conference play. Um, they got a couple. Well, they they won their first uh first game in an invitational against. Maryland Eastern Shore, then won a game against LaSalle in the Chippewa Invitational. Um and then their last one came against Indiana State on September eighth, earlier this month. Um, one thing to note about them, against Ohio, their most recent game uh in Mount Pleasant, it was a mat game, obviously. They they lost all three sets, but every single set was decided by like one, two, or three points. Um which I kind of, I don't know, I, I'm hoping to get see what you guys think about this, but, you know, after a team, or for example, like CMU goes 0-3, doesn't win one set, you know, it's only by a couple points every time, like, does it kind of get on your nerves when the coach says, like, they're kind of happy with the way that they played, you know? Like, I feel like that.
2: Yeah, it gets old because at some point, you know, at some point you have to be disappointed, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you can you can say this team is young. Obviously, they lost a lot of you know a lot of veterans on that team right. from last year. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you keep losing games, at some point it's it's going to build like field hockey. You know, for the right. past years. they couldn't even win a game. If it's that, if it starts getting that bad, and three and eleven is about that bad, if you yeah. ask me, you got to start getting frustrated with just people not executing. Because eventually. You want to see more wins getting the board, no matter how young you exactly. team Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think like you know, one or two times, you know, you you win like one one of those sets. You know, maybe it's a little different, but uh, you know, when when you don't even take one set and you say you know you're happy with the way uh the girls played out there, I mean, are you really though? Like you're kind of accepting the mediocrity here, mm-hmm. uh, which Isn't you know what that, you ever want that's a whole other program. you know situation. Like you don't want to. I mean, if you're accepting mediocrity in a college college athletics program then you're kind of depriving the students of a championship, you know, oh, goal sure. and all this, you know, things like that. Yep. Um, you know, that could create problems. But anyway, you know, uh that's what Gallic said after this game against Ohio. They lost all three of their sets, so obviously the score was 0 and 3, but they're 0 and 2 so far in MacPlay. Luckily, MacPlay just started so they got a long uh you know, they go until November 10th. I'm not sure how many games that is, but they still got Plenty of games left in Mac play to, to try to rekindle and get a few wins uh, later on in this in this season, but, oh, there it is. November 15th is when the Mid-American Conference Championship starts. That's in Miami. Uh, first round is on, on the 15th, and then it goes to the 18th. Um, they really got to figure something out. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Keep losing
2: games. Not going to be acceptable at some
0: point. Exactly. Uh one one last thing we wanted to touch on before uh before wrapping it up is field hockey. Um kind of a pretty cool story earlier this season, uh after the girls win a full season under uh Pulowski uh without winning a game, uh new coach comes in, Katherine Ostoich, and uh she wins the second game of the season against St. Louis and it was crazy. I mean <laughs> uh it was away, unfortunately, which so we didn't get to really experience it with them. Um, but just the emotions around that team were so high during that moment. You know, it's just like at some point, you know, I mean, obviously they're not, they're not like the greatest team. Mm-hmm. But you, it's just a feel good like moment when you see all these girls who, who, I mean, it's not their choice to be the worst team. It's not really their, you know, it's not their goal. They're out here and, and they're trying. To play. But, uh, that was one of the coolest stories that I, I think I've written so far even even this semester was just, you know, seeing their reaction and just how you know, just talking about it, it was only a one zero win and a pretty close game, but but you know, you could just see it in their eyes that they were like, Okay, like, you know, got that monkey off our back. You know, mm-hmm. it was uh it was a little better. But ever since they they've lost um all their games is they just have a one and eleven record so far. Conference play, they've only played two games, but it's wrapping up here pretty soon. Um Miami, Ohio is their next game actually with on September twenty eighth. So this weekend on Friday at four PM at home. Um you know, I, I expected them to, to win at least one game, but uh I, I after that first one I expected, you know, maybe a couple more. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that early in the year. Yeah, earlier in the year, I mean, they play, you know, some some kind of easier schools for the most part. Uh, you know, MAC play is always tough, or conference play is always always a little bit tougher. So uh, they actually played Michigan uh, on 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 the 16th, who was ranked uh, number 10 in in all NCAA for field hockey. So obviously that game was was pretty ugly, but um, you know, games like that, games like Michigan State, Stanford, um, they, State help, too. Yeah, they help. Yeah, they helped. Prepare them for for Mac play, and that's really what matters. Um, like I said so far, zero two in the conference, but let's see. There's wait one, two, three, four. Yeah, four Mac games left. I mean, say they you know win three or four more games or something uh, in Mac play, they might they might be able to go somewhere in in the in the tournament and in 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 the conference championship. But um, I don't know this this team was. Really in a bad place. <laughs> yeah, for
2: sure. Knowing it, I mean, if you can get wins, that's eventually you got to start building your program a little bit. You know, you got to talk about getting wins if you want anybody better to come in and play. You, you have to get wins. Right. So if you keep losing, no matter what, it's, it's going to hurt your program.
1: So see them get wins in the, in the MAC, I think would be a really big deal. But do you think it really happens though? I mean, come on, three or four win, three 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 more wins in the MAC. You got four games left. Like I, I just don't see it happening for this team. And I'm not trying to be yeah, the negative <laughs> negative Nelly or negative Nancy <laughs> out here, but I mean, yeah, you win a game earlier in the year, but I, I kind of just wonder and, you know, I, I kind of want to know what do these girls think about that one win now? Like, is it even something that they care about anymore since they've lost yeah, 10 seriously. straight? Like, do you kind of forget about something like that after you, you know, continuously lose and, and fall short? And that that's something that I, I'm interested to see is, you know, yeah, it, it is this season and yeah, you know, there are format games left, but I think with a team like this, bringing in a new coach and, Struggling as much as they have in the past. The biggest thing is looking forward and, and how do they continue to build their program? And yeah, one win is great this year, but this seems like one of those programs. But you
2: want to go to two two or three for the end. That, you you yeah. want well, well, to add in a good note. Right. right. But I
1: don't know if that's going to happen. And I'm just saying for no, them, I don't know if it is either. But. For them, I, I think the biggest thing is going into next year and, and get three wins next year, you know, then, then get five. And then you're working your way up. And because like, sometimes with these programs, it just takes time and it takes more time than people would
0: normally like but that's just how it is sometimes exactly and 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 Ostrich is not necessarily working with all of all the girls that Mm -hmm. she recruited either I mean it's her first year but nobody really expected this team to to come out and and do much Mm -hmm. um you know just get a few wins this season and I think um you know it'll be a good start but the most important part I think the part that we haven't mentioned yet uh is that the like the new team and uh, you know I'm not sure if Pulowski lost the locker room or anything like that, which, you know, I'd I'd like to assume because like, how do you not lose a locker room? <laughs> yeah, when you're losing every when game. when when it's like when you get when you win like three games over three years, you know, yeah. the locker room's gone. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, don't even try it. But but uh, the aura around this team is that they they believe in they believe in Catherine and um what they're trying to do. Like they they kind of they know they can do it now. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's a new opportunity for them and you know, they're rebuilding. So you kind of expect things like this. So, um, but anyway, any last comments from you guys?
2: That's about it. Let's see what happens this weekend.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let's see what happens. Well, anyway, uh, be sure to follow at CM life sports on Twitter for all your, uh, weekend coverage, uh, football, volleyball, field hockey, whatever's going on. Uh, be sure to follow and, uh, I think that's everything. Thanks for listening.